Happy Friday, everyone. Um, is that better than hey, guys? I thought about hey, my people, but that really to me sounds like I'm trying to be Moses or something. So I don't think I can do that either. So I talked to a friend about the hey, guys situation, and uh, she said that I should get more input from people as to why that's offensive, and I get that. But I also think that if I'm a girl, is it okay if I say it? Anyway, I have much to learn. Okay, so my week was okay. I work at a gym and I I just pick up shifts here and there, but I work in the I worked in the kids like daycare area um, on Wednesday and I had some boys in there. Like I had such a broad range. I've never had so many kids. And I feel like I probably should have turned some of the kids away, but I couldn't remember the rules and I was too stressed out. And I know that I've had some stressful jobs, but making sure that that many kids stay alive and don't hurt each other, um, especially when they're not your kids or even kids that are related to you, it just was, it was a lot. So I don't recommend that. I don't know how teachers do it. I actually was like reevaluating what I'm going to do when I graduate and thought, well, I mean, maybe I could be a teacher. I don't think I could be a teacher. I could maybe be a PE teacher because it's an hour. <laughs> I, I don't want to spend more than an hour with a routed group of kids, like the same kids. Anyway, um, so yeah, other than that, what did I do? I'm trying to get rid of stuff. I'm just trying to get rid of everything because I go through these phases where I just don't want things. So if any of my listeners are close friends and you need a neutral bullet, I'm getting rid of that. <laughs> um, this is probably not the best advertising spot for that. Anyway, I my wellness tip this week is to find a friend that is motivating to you. Like find a friend that will work out with you and is on the same level as you, not a friend that will flake every week because that will give you an excuse or flake every day that you plan to work out because that will give you an excuse to flake. Um, but not someone who's so much more motivated than you that it's annoying. Find like a good even friend if you can do that. Somebody that will motivate you just enough so that you have that like external motivation otherwise it's easy to bail on yourself i mean some people have intrinsic motivation on their own um where they just they can find it within themselves to want to do workouts and i can get there and i'm there sometimes but i'm not always so if you're externally motivated and you have that need for somebody else um, to like make an agreement with somebody else, then I say find a good workout partner. My current workout partner is named Sarah and she is great. Um, I made her, <laughs> oh yeah, I have two something funnies this week. I made her do this workout class with me, um, which it's like Pilates and yoga combined. And she was pretty hesitant going into it and I, just ignored her hesitation because I thought she would enjoy it. I don't know if she enjoyed it at all, actually, in the end. Um, but we did a weightlifting class first, and then we followed it with the other, like, yoga Pilates class. And I don't think that was the best advice 
I would give somebody, I'd say if you're doing a class like that for the first time, which it wasn't my first time, but it was hers, then don't do something that tires you out first. But at a certain point, I look over and we're supposed to be doing kind of a V-sit thing where we reach for our toes. And Sarah's doing like this weird dynamic, like moving, like set of, instead of static where she's just holding a position, she's doing this weird like bouncing thing where she's trying to reach her toes but she looks so angry and she looks at me at this death look and it was the funniest thing i was laughing trying to laugh quietly in the middle of this like calm environment where half the lights are out and anyways um so that was hilarious looking i don't suggest that you make your friends do back-to-back -back workout classes like that although that was her idea the back-to-back -back, so that's on you sarah um and then my other something funny was this was just it completely caught me off guard i had been getting or i hadn't gotten ready in like three days and by that i mean i had put on yoga pants and a hoodie and maybe a hat and then I had taken a shower, but I just did nothing. Like the, I think I wore sweats most of the day for about three days. And then one day, um, what day was it? Tuesday? I decided that I wanted to get ready and actually put on makeup and put on, well, I still put on yoga pants, so I didn't get that far. But my daughter, who was nine, comes into the room and she's like what are you doing and I said I'm just getting ready and I had my curling iron out and I was putting makeup on and she said why aren't we just going on a walk <laughs> and I mean she has a point yes and I said well yeah we're going on a walk but I just kind of feel like I've haven't been motivated to really move much the last few days and when I'm not wearing makeup and stuff sometimes I just find myself laying on the couch looking at Instagram so this will motivate me and she looked at me so annoyed not quite as annoyed as Sarah did when she was pulsing <laughs> with her stretches I don't know maybe as annoyed and she said will you do that even if you're going to the grocery store and I said well yeah but going to the grocery store is like an event now with the pandemic and it's so far away from us and she said, well, you don't need to get ready for it. It annoys me. What? Why does it annoy you? It's, I felt like we were in a long-term relationship and he, she was my, I wouldn't say abusive, but like a little bit unhealthy for me partner who is just letting me know how much watching me all these years has pissed him off. But it was my nine-year-old. So apparently me getting ready is annoying to her. I should not be putting on makeup. <laughs> um, that wasn't hysterical, laugh out loud, funny, but it made me laugh. So the topic that I want to go with, oh, something I'm watching. Um, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I've been watching that for, I think this is the second season. And it's, the concept is absolutely silly. I mean, she listens to people, their thoughts through song, but... I like it. It's light. No, it's not light. It's medium. I don't know. I get feelings during it, but it's not like dark, terrible, like wars are happening. It's not like 
Game of Thrones intensity or Breaking Bad, but it has some depth. Anyways, I like it. I recommend it if you want something. I think the episodes are like 30 minutes long. They're not, it's not like a huge investment, um, but it's silly. And she is, there's two guys in it that she's crushing on, sort of, and they're both hot and cute and adorable and sweet and what a problem to have Zoe you've got these two guys speaking of that how do you if you find somebody that you kind of think is cute online and you want to know more about them how do you go about that because you don't want to be creepy I don't want to be creepy and like stalk people necessarily but also, if you don't really know them, but you know a little bit about them, how do you go about that? Um, I'm asking this as if anyone is going to answer this. Well, if you do have me on social media and you do follow me and you want to let me know how I'm supposed to let a guy know that I'm interested in him via social media, even though I probably won't ever follow that advice anyways um reach out and so my topic this week i want to talk to you all about going to school as a non-traditional student so what that means is you're old (laughs) no but i'm a part of this group at my campus um and they send me these special non-traditional student emails that I can't remember what the age group is, but we have, I've never been there, but we have our own room that we can go study in and we have lockers. (laughs) It's like the senior citizen situation for college students. Like you get your own, you don't get your own parking space. That'd be sweet though. Um, So going back to school as a non-traditional student, I happen to be a single mom going back to school. I'm sure some of you will not be parents that are curious about this, or you will be, and maybe you're a dad, um, or maybe you're not a single parent. Maybe you are in a relationship and you still want to go back to school. Um, I obviously have the most experience with being a single mom going back to school, so that's the perspective I'm going to go at from this. But I think that there are a lot of things you can take away, whether or not you are a single parent and use in your own life as going back to school as a non-traditional student. And maybe even if you are a first-time student and you are not old, you could use some of this advice because I look around sometimes at the other students who are 18, 19, 20, 21, and I think that if they had more life experience, they would do better in college. And my life experience has helped me I mean, there's so many hindrances being older because you have so much more responsibility. I have bills and I've had to work and juggle things. And obviously I have a kid, so I have to consider her all the time. But some of this stuff is helpful for anybody because knowing how to go back to school, how to study tips, I think that... Um, I would have benefited from knowing some of this stuff in the beginning that I learned over the last, what is it, like six years now? Uh, so my start to go back to school happened. I owned a coffee stand and um, I got divorced and I 
or I was in the middle of getting divorced. Actually, one of the first things I did when we started separating was I walked over to my then business partner and friend, kind of mentor person, like my really good friend, Kami. I walked over to her house and I said, like, we're separating. And I kind of cried a little bit, kind of just was like, I don't even know. He's, we were next door neighbors too. And I just didn't know what was even going to happen next. And I felt like I had no control over my life and I had no idea what the future held. But I said, I need to go to school. I need to do something that's mine. And she immediately started filling out my FAFSA forms for me, um, which was a huge hurdle for me. I didn't really know how to fill out FAFSA forms. They, it scared me, it intimidated me. Sometimes the biggest barrier for doing something for yourself that's like extreme is really just small. It's like this one step you have to get over that you overcomplicate and it's really not that hard, but it seems really hard. Um, but I think it's because rather than looking at the immediate thing of filling out the FAFSA, you're looking at the whole extreme thing of like what it would look like to commit to going back to school. And so um, that that's with a lot of things. It's not just with school. It's like going to the gym for the first time or going to start a workout routine. We as people overcomplicate the situation, the first step sometimes like even just like picking out workout clothes because then because instead of looking at it it's just one step we're looking at it the whole picture and getting overwhelmed by all of that and i think that if we can break it down and just look at each step as a step um rather than needing to tackle the entire thing in the beginning that would be really helpful helpful for us um i learned that in school actually not so much in my class just in my life knowing that you can only really do what you can do and you can only do it one step at a time so for me um getting past that what seemed like huge hurdle which is really just a pain in the ass like paperwork and like finding all the paperwork um once i got past that it was a lot easier um i, I started out taking online classes at a community college because I was still working a schedule that didn't really allow me to be in class. And the classes that I was taking weren't ones that I really needed to be in class either. Like hard science classes, like um, anatomy, physiology with like labs or biology with labs or um, I mean, any any class that requires a lab that you have to be in person is going to be harder to take online. And when there's not a pandemic happening, they're not really offered online um chemistry whatever so i started out taking like social science classes i think i, I took writing 121 which is a class that you have to take um it's like one of the first classes you have to take and so the first i ended up getting my associate's degree which was a transfer degree and then transferring to university and i think it took me like three years to get my associate's degree just because I took, sometimes I would go part-time and sometimes I would go full-time. Um, I think that it's okay to understand that it's gonna not always be even. Like you're not always gonna be fully motivated or have the ability to go full-time. Um, there can be life things that come up or you can just lose motivation. So I started out, I believe, full time and I did that for about a year. But full time for me was 12 credits. Um, 
at a 12, 12 credits is full time with the way that it's set up at that community college. Some community colleges do it by semester based instead of terms. Actually, I don't really know what it's called, but whatever. 12 credits is full time because it's only 10 week blocks rather than some colleges where it's longer and so 16 credits is full time. Anyway, um, so I did that and the hard thing about getting your associates and like the first two years of your undergrad is that it's not really relevant to what you're excited to learn. So you're going to school and you're taking these classes and a lot of it is just, you feel like you're just checking it off of a list, um, which essentially you are. You have to do all these classes that you're just, okay, I'm doing this. I have to do this many science classes. I have to, it's kind of like doing prereqs. Like you're not necessarily in your program. You don't care that much. Um, it's hard to stay 100% motivated while that's happening. I tried to take classes that were interesting to me that still fit the um, requirements. So I took a lot of history classes because I really like history. Um, there were times where I did take like 16 credits. So at a, a little bit into going back to school, I ended up selling my portion of my business because it just wasn't suiting my future needs. It just, it was the healthiest decision for me. And that's a whole other topic that we can talk about at another time. Um, and I got, I took a little time off and then I got a job as a server. And my reason for that is that you can make some quick money serving or bartending or being a barista, um, any of those, and it's pretty flexible. Sometimes it can be shorter shifts. It could just be a five-hour shift or a four-hour shift. They just need you during rush times. Um, there are other jobs where you can be a server and they still need you for longer shifts, but it's like you can make the most amount of money in a concentrated amount of time. And not everybody has the ability to do that. So if you are working full-time, my suggestion is to like, like a full-time and eight to five job and you can't be in class, do weekend classes or night classes. Um, I switched over to night classes after a while uh, when I started taking some math classes because I am not naturally good at math. It's really scary to me and really intimidating. And so I wanted to do some math classes in person. And once I switched to in-person classes, I realized that I gained a lot more from the classes. And I know that that's not conducive to everybody they're not not everybody can just do in-person classes because their job doesn't allow it or they don't have the child care and so you know if you can do in-person classes I do feel like or there's a fucking pandemic I do feel like you will gain more from it um so night classes are funny because there's like the younger people who are trying to get into programs and they're taking these classes as prereqs and then there are some older people. And when I mean older, I mean there's like 60 year old people and which good on them. I'm glad they're going back to school. But there's often one of them who asks a lot of not very relevant questions. Like the teacher professor will say, um, let's like, this is due on Tuesday, whatever. And then the very, very non-traditional student. <laughs> and honestly, like, I'm so proud of anyone who goes back to school, but 
if you just want to get moving on, um, they'll ask, like, so how do I find that information? And the teacher will be like, what information? And they'll be like, they'll just ask some very irrelevant question. And uh, and then there's the, there's the kid who is like 18 and this is their first time ever being in school or being in college. And they think it's still high school. So they do something obnoxious and goofy, like goofing off like class clown type thing. And you're like, you're paying to be here. No one cares if you're here or not, like go or don't go. It's interesting. I actually felt like I had more freedom at community college. Like the teachers, it wasn't like attendance was a requirement as part of your grade. It was like show up or don't show up. I'm not gonna deal with that. And then once I moved to a university, <clears throat> the professors were like way more babysitting. And I think it's because they have these kids that move out of their parents' house and they go live on dorms and they go to college and they just think it's another playground and that they're, I don't know, being forced to be there. So anyway, took, I took night classes. Oh no, I just ripped my journal while I was talking. Anyways, I took night classes and I liked them. It's an efficient way to go to school. Um, and it's kind of fun. It's almost like going to what I imagine summer school would be where like they give you a little more leeway and the teachers in a little bit of a better mood. Shout out to Darren Hunter. He was my math teacher at Schmeckada and he was cool and fun. He talked about blazers a little bit more than I care about about basketball a little more than I care to listen to. <laughs> That's just a fun job. Um, so that actually leads into my next advice. Become acquainted with your teachers. Talk to them, get to know them, let them know who you are, what you're up to, what you care about. Because if you are a busy mom who is going to school or a busy dad who is going to school and you have a family to provide for, or you work full time, let your professor know that because they will be way more understanding and also they're there you're paying them to be there your tuition pays for them to be there so that doesn't mean that they owe you all of their extra time but ask the questions that are relevant it, you know what screw it even if it's not relevant if it's something that you need to know raise your hand ask your question or don't raise your hand depending on the class format but don't be embarrassed to be vulnerable and reach out and let them know who you are and what you are doing. That has saved me so many times because um, I've had to leave early because my kid called me or the kids, my kid's school called me because she was sick. I couldn't make it to class because she was sick. Or um, I had to bring her to class because I had a test and she didn't have school that day. But if you just let your professor know, they're so accommodating. Now, I went to pretty small uh, university, um, which I would also recommend choose the university that fits you. So I, I went to one that has smaller class sizes because to me, being able to make a connection with my professor is way more important. So if at all possible, choose a, a university that allows for small class sizes. And then reach out when you're struggling. 
um, or even when you're not struggling. Your professors are humans. Let them know that you value them and that they are humans to you and they you will be a human to them. And they will, I can't even tell you the amount of times that things have happened that my professors have been so lenient and like understanding about, especially during the pandemic with having to be teaching my daughter at the same time or logging her on at the same time or moving to a place where we've had really bad internet and just letting them know straight up like, hey, I have bad internet. I'm struggling with this. I will try my best. They have been just there and helpful and amazing. So reach out, get to know your professors, let them know who you are, let them know that you value them and you value the class and why you're there and put in effort. Show that you're listening, show that you care that you're in class. Um, this is just a quick story. I got to know this professor at one of my uh, schools. It was like a psych class and we had to post always something on Thursday. So it was an in-person class, but on Thursdays we always had to post um, a first response. It was like a reflection to whatever we were reading. And I, this was at a time where I was not in like the most healthy place and I always worked Thursday nights and then afterwards I went to get a drink because um, at the time I had a really hard time just going straight home especially on the days that I didn't have my daughter it just was really lonely anyway I went to this like dive bar after work just to get a drink I think I was just gonna have like one and then go home and I went there and it was Thursday and I got off work really late and so the post was due at midnight and it was midnight and guess who walks in but my teacher and he is like oh hi and I'm like hi and he goes don't you have a post you need to be posting tonight kind of joking I think he was assuming that I had already posted it and I was like oh shit I forgot about it and he was like started laughing and then we had whiskey together and we talked about psychology for like two hours and i mean it was like professional it wasn't like he was being sleazy or anything but um anyways we talked for a long time and then i left and then i emailed him like just whatever the reflection I was supposed to post and he was like oh, I'll still accept it now I'm not saying like go drink with your teachers but I am saying like you know teachers are people and they can be cool so don't be afraid and if they don't give you any slack then well maybe you shouldn't be going getting a drink when you have a thing due so <laughs> that's also true <clears throat> um okay so like the next so take night classes, week classes. Oh, get a planner. Um, it's a lot to juggle. So get a planner, write down the things. For me, I like to write things down, like physically write them down because I feel like I learn, I like pay more attention and I do a better job. You, I also put reminders in my phone and I have it sync, like, so it syncs with my um, MacBook and with my lap or my iPod, iPad, I am, Apparently I am very old, my iPad. And so it will all sync together and that way I don't miss things. I also recommend at the very beginning of the term to write down all of the really important due dates. So get your syllabus, sit down, write in your planner, all your really 
important due dates, put them in your um, like Google Calendar as well, some kind of thing, whatever you use for reminders. There are some apps that are good for that um, so that you don't ever miss a really important due date. You can even put like a reminder that's like three days before that's like, hey, get to work on this because if you're a procrastinator at all, it is good to have that. Um, I have fuck it days. I have days where I just don't do anything. Like I could be studying, but I just pack up and drive to the coast or I take my dog on a hike or I binge watch shows and sit on my couch because I just need days where I completely don't do anything and recharge, especially as being a mom. Like I have my daughter and so I'm completely focused on her and then I have school and then I have work and I just feel like I'm torn in all these different directions. So there are days where it's just, I need to get out and I need to explore and decompress or I just need to be a zombie and not do anything for anybody else. I still end up probably having to do some kind of laundry or something that day, but just have a day where you just, as long as you don't have anything immediately do that day, even then sometimes I'll just cram that night and get it together. Not the best advice, but you need to recharge. You need to find a way to do that. Um, you need to study smart. So what I mean is that you have some classes that are going to require more of your attention and more of your time, and you have other classes that are not. So I try to pick classes that are a variety, so a class that's a little bit easier. Sometimes I know the professor, so I know how the workload's going to be. Sometimes I don't. But, um, oh, you can also look up professors on Rate My Professor. Um, not everyone's on there, and it's not always 100% accurate, but I have been, I have been pretty, like, happy that I've always checked that. I mean, there are sometimes I just have to take the professor anyway. Um, sorry, professors, but be better and you won't get bad ratings. <laughs> um, so look up your people and then figure out how hard their class is going to be. Ask other, other classmates, other people to get insight whether or not that professor is going to be really time consuming. Um, and then then you can kind of like figure out, okay, what's the most important? If you're taking a math class, you can't procrastinate on that. That's not something that you need to wait until the last minute. If you're taking a science class, you cannot procrastinate on like learning all of that terminology. So know when you can procrastinate, know when you can put things off and you can slack and know when you can't and focus on that. Do not read the entire chapter if you don't have time to read the entire chapter. Read the beginning read all the highlighted cliff notes and read the summary and then reference back if you can. But if you are like me and you are stressed to the max and you are taking way too many classes and doing way too many things, use your time wisely. Um, there'll be like, there'll be people in my class that will take these crazy color coded notes that are super detailed. And I remember in the beginning thinking, I wish I was that organized and being envious of that. And throughout, my time going to school, I realized that these people just don't know how to take efficient notes. They're writing down everything and they're spending way too time, too much time organizing those notes, but not really learning the information. Flashcards are fantastic. You can use apps for flashcards. Uh, Quizlet is great. You can find other people's flashcards that are already there um, to use. If you're taking anatomy physiology, my recommendation is to definitely get to know your professor. Ask as many questions as you can. Ask after class, ask before class, go to office hours. 
Um, those classes are hard and everybody struggles with them. Go to lab times, spend as much time as you can in the lab, use the like dry erase boards and write down all of the different parts of all of the different like body. Go into the cadaver room, like look at the bodies. Sorry, it's gross, do it. Like you're not gonna pass these classes. I had people in my classes that told me this is my third time taking this class and I've never passed. I got an A, an A, and a B plus in my anatomy physiology classes. And I got, I think Bs in my, B pluses in my other classes or As in my other classes, but I only took three classes max when I was taking anatomy physiology. And I cut down my workload at my actual job for those classes. So just understand where your priority lies. And like, I'll get, so I've mostly served and bartended and I have not been perfect about this. So there are times where, and I'll go into greater detail on times where I have put my job before my um, school or I have just like let a guy who was toxic for me take over my life because I'm human and I'm not perfect. And I was healing a lot. Um, and you'll go through phases where you do a better job. But how I maintained a what do I have a 3.7 GPA right now is by learning to say no and learning to be okay with disappointing people so if I got called into a shift and I knew it wasn't make or break keeping my job and I didn't actually need that money to survive I told my job no not always but when I was like when I really needed to I told my job no because me my priority was graduating um, if I thought I was going to lose my job because of a shift, then I would take the shift. Um, but just understand where your priority lies. Uh, quantity over, or quality over quantity as far as relationships go is really important. So for example, with my daughter, there are times where I have to say, I'm sorry, I'm not, I can't focus on you right now. Um, uh, which is heartbreaking. I hate being that person, but if I have a deadline, especially right now with the pandemic and everything being online, if I have to take a test and she's around, which I try to take the test when she's not around, but if I have to take a test and she's not around, I have to tell her I can't focus on that right now. I need this time. <clears throat> and so then that means that when I do have the time to spend with her or this goes with for a spouse or a partner or friendships, I really try to be present. I try to like really focus on her and not not feel guilty when I, I mean, it's not perfect. I do feel guilty, but you know, just make sure that you're focusing on quality time. You're not going to have as much time. You're not going to go to every family event. You're going to lose out on invitations. People are going to stop inviting you to things, especially if you do it like I do, where you work your, your weekend nights and you have school during the day. Um, I don't get nearly as many invitations. I mean, aside from the pandemic, I don't get nearly as many invitations because people just stopped inviting me to things because they knew I couldn't come or they stopped liking me. I don't know which, uh, but that's okay because your end game is to graduate and friendships will be there and you do need to still like foster those those relationships. You still need to reach out to your friends. You're not immune to being a good friend just because you're busy and stressed, but you're not going to have as much time. So like have some quality time with your friends and then let other things go. Um, 
there you're not always going to be there and then that's fine and you don't need to feel bad about it although i do feel bad about it sometimes but um make friends with classmates so like as soon as you if it's in person as soon as you can uh get to know the people around you or get to know i i stalked the smart ones I know it's terrible, but I'll go and I'll watch class for the first day um, and I'll look around and I'll see who really feels like they know what, like, I think that they know what they're doing. They say smart things. And then I become friends with the smart ones because those ones are going to be the, or the ones with a good work ethic, the ones that I can tell care. So I'll get you through. It's, I seriously became friends with these two guys in my um, anatomy physiology classes because they were smart and i immediately went and i sat at their table and i followed them through all um two of my anatomy, anatomy physiology classes because i was like these guys know what they're doing um and they're gonna help me so no shame i think one of them had a crush on me but whatever i said that the other day i said i think this guy had a crush on me <laughs> oh that okay so i went to get my covid vaccine and there was all of these like guys girls like nurses i don't really know it was like the army national guard but also medical professionals anyways they were checking people in and there was this guy and he came out and he was wearing scrubs and he was cute and he sat down and he was just talking to the girls next to him and like that were at the desks next to him like not doing anything and then i got next in line and then he waved his flag so that i could go over there so i was like oh maybe he has a crush on me <laughs> maybe he likes me uh but then i had to give him my id and my id picture is so embarrassing and of course he can't see what's under my mask so if he thinks that that's what i look like under my mask then maybe he wasn't so interested and also what do you do in a situation like that can I ask him, like, hey, like, want to hang out after my shot? <laughs> uh, man, I wish I would have had an allergic reaction just so I could get his attention. Um, but I told that to my sister. I said, I, I think this guy, like, thought I was cute or something. And she's like, you think that about everyone? Um, that's offensive. No, I don't think that about everyone. If I thought everyone thought I was cute, then I would probably be a little more confident about reaching out to people that I am attracted to, whatever. I do not, I'm not that arrogant. I think that some guys think I'm cute and also sometimes it's fun to pretend that someone thinks you're cute. So fuck off. Anyways, um, make friends with your classmates, get to their information. Make a study group, reach out to them, um, show up to your study group, bring valid, valuable information. Don't just be a like leech off of them, but also lean on them because you'll know more. Like sometimes it felt like I didn't know as much and then all of a sudden I would bring something to the table that they didn't know. So just understand everybody has their own strengths. Bring something to the table that other people don't know, but show up to study groups, be there. Um, yeah, exchange phone numbers, exchange emails. Um, your priorities will rotate, like I said. So sometimes there have been times where I really needed to focus on my job because I needed more money. And then there are other times where I was able to like sit back a little bit and focus more on having more fun, like more fun and social time. 
Um, I took out loans. I don't think that's for everyone. I think it was for me. I know that I'm going to owe money when I'm done, but I don't care. Um, like the way I look at it is it's another payment, but it's an investment in my future. And I needed to actually live my life at the same time. I couldn't be working full time or I never would have been done. No class is a waste of time. In my opinion, I, so I, like I said, it took me, I'm almost done. It took me about six years. And it's because when I started out, I was going to school for something different. I wanted my undergrad to be in creative writing, which I still, I don't know. I kind of, I don't regret my choices, but I really do want to write still. But I had to switch my plans because I realized that I wasn't a guaranteed job and I wanted something that was a guaranteed job. So in the beginning, I had taken my science classes that were just to fulfill, like just like whatever science class I could take that would fulfill my science requirements. I did not care about it. And then I switched majors and I had to take a whole five more terms of science. So that adds on like over a year of school, plus sometimes I went part-time. And I, it would be easy for me to say, what a waste of time. But at the same time, I learned a lot in those other science classes. One of them was astronomy. Actually, I don't know how much I learned because I cannot tell you a damn thing about astronomy. But I learned about myself in that class because I was sitting in this um, like class and we were looking up at the stars in the I don't know what it's called. <laughs> okay, whatever. We had to, we went and we looked at constellations in this room. And see, this makes me feel like nobody's going to listen to me because they're like, she's an idiot. She doesn't even know what it's called. Um, it's fine. And while I was sitting there and we were learning about constellations that I don't remember, I started to cry a little bit because I realized how this is going to sound so dumb and cheesy, but I realized how small I was. The world is so much bigger than me. And sometimes we get so caught up in ourselves and we are so worried about what's going on in our own lives that we don't realize that we are absolutely nothing. Like we are tiny little specks. We are little grains of sand in an entire like planet, like, or you like just galaxy like we are so small and looking up at that and realizing that like we are itty bitty and I'm itty bitty and my my problems feel like the whole world but they are small it made me realize that nothing is set in stone and nothing has to be forever so I was okay with changing my majors um and wasting some time because I realized like ultimately I mean, that wasn't the, the reason I necessarily chose to change majors. But what I'm saying is I learned something in that class. Even though it was a science class that I didn't really use for my major, ultimately, it was something that I needed for my life experience. So sometimes it's okay to say like, hey, I don't remember all the information from this class and I'm not gonna use it for my field of study or I'm not gonna use it in my job, but I am gonna use it from the lesson that I learned that day. So it's not a waste of time. Plus the connections you make, just understand that you're always learning and be always be open to learning. Um, so go to the tutoring center. It's there. 
Um, if you have struggle, if you struggle with writing, go to the tutor center. If you struggle with math, science, go to the tutor center. They'll help you. That's how I got through math, other than like really good math professors. Darren Hunter. Um, that was a weird shout out. It sounded like I was like looking for him. I'm gonna be mad if he doesn't listen to this. Um, I have a baseline cleanliness to my house. So what I mean is, my house is never 100% perfect, but I can always have it cleaned within an hour. And that's how I survive. Because I cannot have everything perfect in my life, but I can't have complete madness. Uh, sometimes I just completely stop and I decide to, instead of having like an effort day, like I was saying, I have an organization day. And that day I just clean everything and organize everything so that I can get back on task. Um, don't let dating people that are not going to benefit your future distract you from your goals. Or don't let your spouse, like if you're married, don't let your spouse make their problems bigger than your problems when you're trying to get your stuff done. I feel like sometimes when you're in a relationship, um, people get envious or resentful of progress. So if you're making progress in your life and you're striving to have a better life and you're moving forward, then your partner, like whether it be like you're working out more or you decide to stop drinking or you decide to cut back on alcohol or you decide to travel the world, Whatever it is that you are doing that's bettering yourself, um, sometimes your partner, it makes them feel insecure because they don't have the ability or the motivation or the drive to do those. So they kind of like sabotage your goals. They make you feel selfish. They um, make you feel like your goals aren't as much of a priority or that you are choosing your own self over them. And now I know that some relationships will last forever and I think that's beautiful, but at the same time, you are your own self and some relationships are not going to last forever. So I think that you need to sacrifice for your partner within reason, but ultimately you need to take care of yourself. So if going back to school is something that you need to benefit you or whatever it is that's your goal and your dream, if they are like making you feel guilty about going to the gym or making you feel guilty about advancing yourself or putting school first, then reevaluate that relationship and what you're getting from it and who they are. Um, it's not always the case where it's your partner doing that. Sometimes it's your friends, but people will try to tear you down if you are moving forward. Obviously, I'm not advocating that you be selfish and just completely say, screw you family, I'm not gonna put you on my priority list. But like I said, quantity is not more important than quality. So just spend the time that you can and invest that time. You know, make your, make your family, make your people feel loved, but you're gonna miss things. You can't go to every Saturday, um, birthday party graduation. So make it up to them when you can. Um, so yeah, that basically is my whole advice on trying to go to school as a non-traditional student. Hopefully you found some stuff worth um, listening to in that. And I really hope the best for all of you. This is a crazy time. Um, 
I'm feeling pretty heavy today, so I'm sorry it wasn't as light and fun of a podcast as some of my other ones. I do have somebody that I'm hoping to team up with next week that I think will be a really great person to listen to. She also, um, maybe she won't be able to join next week. Maybe it'll be, it'll be soon, but she also listened to or read the same book as me, um, Quit Like a Woman, and she actually met the author. And so I'm going to talk to her about that. So if it, if you're interested in knowing more about somebody who, oh, she's also in one year, no beer. If you're interested in knowing more about somebody who is, who took some time off of drinking and their thought process on that, I hope to have her on soon. Um, but as far as like what's going on in the world right now, I just cannot believe that we are still having so many mass shootings. I don't know why I said the world, because guess what? It's in the United States. It's not, the whole world isn't having these mass shootings. We, who are supposed to be these, this fucking elite country who we think we're so great, can't even figure out how to not have mass shootings every fucking day. So that's heavy on my heart right now. Um, also, the inequality and the police brutality that's happening. Um, that has been happening and it's been happening for a really long time but just to see I guess I just feel more awake now I feel more or maybe it's just closer to home Um, but I'm feeling um, yeah I don't have a lot to say about that right now Um, I do want to have a guest that can come on and kind of enlighten me a little bit, somebody who has more perspective. I think that I have lived a life where I wasn't incredibly affected by racism. I mean, I was in the fact that I knew that it was, like when I saw it, I knew it was wrong, but I was a white girl in America. So I don't have that same perspective and I can't I don't feel like I have the right words or that I'm the right person to speak on that I don't feel like I have a right to really speak on that in the way that other people do so I would like to have somebody come on my podcast and like enlighten us a little bit open our eyes to what's going on um what I can say is that I am just really sad to see all of it and um i'm hurting for my friends who it is personally um attacking like yeah anyways so i hope that you guys have a good week um go do something nice for yourselves go outside experience well hopefully you're somewhere where it's beautiful weather um smile laugh, uh, do something kind for somebody. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for listening.